Welcome to the Decent Crypto Podcast. Today is November 15th, and we are back. Matt, how you doing? We are so back. So, 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 so back. Uh, gosh, the, the market the last couple of weeks has just been outstanding. Um, and I mean, the space it's, it's is up fun. only season. It is like uh, just pick pick a coin. It's bound to go up unless yeah. it's in the Cosmos ecosystem. <laughs> unless it's Adam itself. Even the Cosmos ecosystem. You can yeah. hold some of the Cosmos, you know, ecosystem tokens. You can hold Kujira, one of my favorites. <laughs> Doing great, but uh, if you hold Adam, then you are not enjoying, as yeah. always. In fact, I, I think you that's like hold- an attribute. Yeah, it's like a masochistic coin. It's uh, yes, I once heard exactly. I once heard Zcash referred to as a very expensive hobby, um, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's pretty much Adam too. Um, wow. Yeah, I uh, I agree. <laughs> um, uh, gosh, I mean, where do we where do we start? I guess I guess the only place to start is obviously Solana, right? Yes. Um. um so, so, I mean, are you going to, or do you think we should start somewhere else? Should we start with, start no, with- I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You can kind of start with anything, right? You can start with Ripple. There was a fake, fake uh, ETF uh, filing yeah. <laughs> there that was reported on. That was apparently like a BlackRock filing, but it wasn't a BlackRock filing. This was the day that the block, this crypto news outlet got bought out. I think it was reported by them. Uh, yeah. so a lot of, a lot of shadiness there, uh, I which mean, the, obviously pumped the price of Ripple. For, for like five minutes. Yeah, um, for, for like five minutes. Um, I mean, yeah, we like, say? well, uh, so the block, if you remember, they had all these shenanigans because they had like, uh, they were actually pretty intimately tied to FTX from just like financials yeah. perspective, like. Mm-hmm. CEO of the block, I want to say, was like taking money from FTX or like taking loans mm-hmm. from them unsecured uh, to like mm-hmm. buy like a luxury real estate or like a boat or something. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like they were having trouble. I think they were undercapitalized, and like with the acquisition, I think now they're they're like uh, they got more runway, so um, they can mm-hmm. do stuff like this. I, I mean. I think it maybe wasn't their fault. I think it was like a fake filing that like they saw and reported on, and like you could see that the filing was there, but it was just like fraudulently placed. Um, and mm. so I, I think the block might not be to blame. Um, but I did see, I did see a really good um, tweet from I think it was the Coin Telegraph account, which is like, hey. Apologies if this account is down for a little while. Like we're being investigated because of the fake news. Um, oh good. Wow. So uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So ETF filings, Ethereum. Uh, so BlackRock filed for a, an Ethereum trust, uh, which is interesting, right? Because we all know the no one loved the the Grayscale Bitcoin trust and the Grayscale Ether trust, uh, GBTC and ETHE. Um, and so initially you'd be like, oh, okay, like this isn't like that big news. Um, but in reality, uh, what happened was about a week before BlackRock filed for the spot Bitcoin ETF, they filed for a Bitcoin trust. And so now mm-hmm. all of the speculation is that, you know, the filing for an Ethereum, a spot Ether ETF is uh, just around the corner. Um, that pumped ETH, which had been lagging. ETH had been kind of hovering in the... 
eighteen, nineteen hundred dollar range for most of the pump. Uh, yeah, it pumped it up to at one point like twenty one hundred or twenty one fifty or somewhere in there. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and my favorite trade that didn't work out this week was um, yeah, we should have this mid curve of the week. Uh, the mid curve of the week was Lido, uh, which just like didn't budge. Um, it's just yeah. like it, it's been it's been such a stable coin. Like day in day out, this thing just like trades in in a, it's like so range bound. Um, I think the um, the idea is that BlackRock sucking out supply for their spot ether ETF will inherently mean that Lido can charge higher fees because it gets them like a higher percentage of like liquid circulating ETH. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, there's, there's other takes on this, which is like, okay, like if, you know, the Ether ETF comes today, you know, the staked Ether ETF should come tomorrow and who else would you use but Lido? And I would say Coinbase. Yeah. Um, but, mm. uh, uh, mid curve, mid curve of the week is, is Lido. Um, you don't buy Lido because it's levered ETH. You buy JPEGs because they're levered ETH. And honestly, JPEGs have, have started to like come off the lows as well. Right. Like, yeah, uh, somehow. Somehow people are buying JPEGs. Um, yeah, I would say you probably buy like Solana shitcoins if you want levered soul, or you just lever up on soul. Um, yeah, I a think lot of ways to do that. I um, think soul soul ecosystem is such an interesting place. So there's like uh, there's X of soul, right? So there's for example, um, Gito is like flashbots of soul, right? Um, there's uh, uh with which, no which token you, no token yet no token yet um but uh people are yeah so there's an airdrop farming season going on on solana so you got you got Gito, you got jupiter which is like the exchange aggregator it's like one inch um you got uh what what else is there um you got just bonk meteora <laughs> which is another uh like amm uh, um You've got, uh, um, what else? Radium, just classic decks. Like, I mean, are you referring to just like their ecosystem in general, or like just the airdrop farms? Um, uh, the airdrop farms, yeah. Gito, uh, Jupiter, Pith, uh, which is like an oracle. It's like their version of Chainlink. Um, yeah, Meteora is another airdrop. Um, then. What else? Oh, MarginFi. It's like Lend to Borrow. It's like an Ave. Yeah. Um, let's another see. Token, yeah. What else? No. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, that's great, right? What a great setup because it's like people want to be long soul. They want to be levered long yeah. soul. And they can yeah. airdrop farm while they do it. Like, yeah. that, that's great, just like a no slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can deposit Bonk, borrow USDC against it, buy Gito Soul with that USDC, <laughs> deposit it, or just hold it in your wallet as collateral in Jupiter at Lever Long Soul while holding Gito Soul as your levered exposure <laughs> with Bonk as your underlying collateral. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Bonk is what, like, such I may or may not be exercising this trade right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, Bonk is amazing. 
<clears throat> like uh, it was airdropped to a bunch of devs in the Solana ecosystem, uh, like right at the bottom, like uh, at you know eight dollars hole, right? Well, I thought the story was that it was airdropped to a bunch of NFT projects and or like holders of NFT projects right after the D gods left as like a hey, like we're still here, let's like support all the you know builders and you know community that's still here interesting um so i mean regardless it sort of has made its way to the top as like the meme coin du jour on soul right it's like 100 plus million dollar market cap as of today uh and i think like when i see it i see all the same ingredients as pepe right like the meme is kind of funny the holder base is relatively distributed because you they they airdrop the supply to so many people. Um, Apparently, there's four hundred and fifty thousand holders. That's the actual wallet count. If you wow. look at <laughs> whatever Soul Scan or whatever. Interesting. Um, gosh, I I hate looking at Soul Scan. I only do it when yeah. something's going wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God for BirdEye for you know yeah BirdEye is all great the data. So yeah, yeah so really nice. speaking of X of Souls, so you have BirdEye, BirdEye.so, uh, which is yeah. like uh, the deck like screener. Deck screener, yeah. yeah. Um, you have, uh, what is it, Shadow, which SHDW, uh-huh. which is uh, mm-hmm. the file coin of Soul. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know how it works. Uh, yeah. You have... Maybe uh, a good deep dive. Uh yeah, I mean I guess I guess we should do a Solana ecosystem deep dive or at least like yeah. one, pick one project to, that that actually has some links to it. Yeah. Um, you got Nosana, yeah, yeah. which is like the I would call it the Akash of Soul. Um, a lot of people mm. are calling it the Render of Soul. I think it's like a little bit more general than that. Um, mm. you've got uh, and I mean really any number of these like you know it's all part of the D-Pin thesis which i hate uh mm-hmm. decentralized physical infrastructure networks yeah. um mm-hmm. but uh you have you know hive mapper and helium uh helium migrated to soul right uh like mm. a, a while ator. ago ator what's ator mm-hmm. it's um it's like they're building uh like the tor protocol Oh right, uh, yeah. Uh, you told me yeah. about this. I like, was telling you about this. I've been super. Every time I'm it like, keeps that's ripping, so dude. sick. <laughs> yeah, every every time I look, it's up twenty percent. It's amazing. Wow. It's a great coin. <laughs> I think it just made all time highs today. A T O R. A T O R. Yeah, it used to be nice. Airtor protocol. Um, now gotcha. I think they just changed to Ator. Ator has always been so. Oh look at that! It's up twenty percent. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, there, there we go. Wow, what a nice um, chart. It's beautiful. Dude, it's it's honestly up only. Like it's just steady, steady up only. Like this is one of the more confident plays. Uh um, $150 million market is, cap. Yeah. Yeah. It could buy back. Dude, helium went to helium went to like 20 bill last cycle. <laughs> um these guys already have, I think. 2500 relays or something in their network um yeah it's 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 legit um let me see what is helium's peak Um, i mean this is such a good idea because incentivizing like uh packet provision you could call it like incentivizing participation mm -hmm. in the tour network is like really Mm -hmm. necessary to to make tour like more of like a consumer grade piece of tech um, yeah, 
it, it makes all the sense in the world. It's easy enough to like switch it on and switch it off. Uh, there's a values question of like, are you okay? Uh, like making tour more usable, uh, since like a lot mm. of bad stuff happens there, uh, question mark. Mm. Uh, but the, uh, for a token, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great narrative. Mm. Um, a lot of people in crypto care a lot about privacy. Um, and I, I think that it's like, uh, a very clean play on the privacy narrative without having to engage new tech. Right. Whereas like mm. for, any of the zero knowledge stuff like you you do have to like educate yourself on how the tech works and all that with tor it's just tor um and so it's a very mm -hmm. clean play on privacy I, I really like that so uh helium at the peak was at seven and a half billion air tour right now with a working use like functioning protocol is at 181 million wow yeah i'm uh i'm I a mean, big fan Helium had good ponzinomics right <clears throat> uh i don't remember honestly i thought it was um, like you had to buy the token to buy the device but maybe not yeah probably i mean i maybe you had to stake the i token. think it's probably gonna be the same with ator uh they have a physical device coming as well um nice. yeah um anyways i don't know how we got this deep into a tour uh we um, should do a deep dive at some point yeah, um, <clears throat> um i mean the yeah. basically the the takeaway right is oh, that deep like hint. there are there are so many projects that like you just don't want to think about gas when you implement them, right? You want gas to you want to know that gas is forever going to be like too cheap to matter, right? Um, and like Solana is the one place that you can do that, right? Like even on layer twos, mm -hmm. they're always functioning at some percentage of the L1 gas cost. Uh, mm. with Solana, it's like, you know, it's going to be Solana cheap hundred percent of the time. And so there's this narrative around stuff that's like only possible on Solana. Um, it's not that it's OPOS. OPOS. Yeah. Another meme coin. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's the, there's the mm -hmm. meme coins too. There's Ansem. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's uh, Bonk is obviously the main one. There's Miro, which is like the secondary one. So there that's the is... name of Raj's dog. Yeah. Of Raj's dog. <laughs> um then there is let me see what other i mean ansem yeah ansem ansem is tiny though i mean the market cap of that coin it's like, is like 230k yeah it's like purely a meme coin um <clears throat> what about uh yeah, let's see. what what about the unibot of solana which one's that again um oh flux bean uh, Flux, Flux Beam, Beam yeah. is like, yeah, it's like the number one Telegram trading bot, and they're building like a whole trading terminal, I guess. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that one, I guess, is pretty interesting. Let's see what else is decent. Uh, let me look on BirdEye. There's a lot of like copy pastas of uh, Eat stuff. But yeah, like Fluxbeam, Bonk, Shadow are three of the trending ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not not too much else. Like ecosystem coin-wise, like there's just a lot of the airdrop stuff that we talked about, a couple meme coins, a couple other DeFi tokens that are still not 
you know, valued too, too highly relative to uh, their comps on ETH? Like, I guess this is a question. <clears throat> yeah. How do you value these? Like, can you value them? You know, like, can you say, like, okay, Shadow is worth, you know, 50 million, 60 million, whatever market cap right now, and IPFS is worth 11 billion? Like, can yeah. you just say, like, yeah, is, you know, like, can you compare those things? Um, That's like, a good how question. do you kind of try and model that? Uh, I think, um, okay, so I, I think the one that, like, people have talked about that I find the most interesting is probably Jupiter. So, um, mm-hmm. It's like you look at Jupiter and you're like, okay, this is like the big airdrop farm of Solana DeFi right now, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and people are calling it like the you know uh, the Uniswap uh, airdrop basically of Solana. Um, and then everybody nitpicks. They're like, well, it's closer to one inch. It's not really Uniswap, like, and Uniswap has no value, so whatever, right? But in practice, it's actually like a timing thing where Uniswap launched at this point in the cycle that Jupiter is going to launch at. And that's why it's the Uniswap of Solana, right? It's it's all about mm. timing. Um, it's not really mm. about the specifics of what the protocol does. It's just like the big DeFi blue chip um, token that, that's launching at this point in the cycle. Um, mm. I think that's compelling, right? Uh, and so I, th- I think like, do you do you do the direct comparison to ether to the ethereum protocols or not so there's two things there's like do you do the direct comparison to a layer one like shadow filecoin uh because solana can handle things that outside of solana look like layer ones on their own right um just with like transaction throughput and stuff uh do you value um a A tor at like do you compare it to Monero, or do you compare it to uh, Railgun, right? Um, like, is it, it could be its own, basically, L1. Like, all of these things can basically be an L1 on their own, but Solana can handle the throughput, so, so they just build on Solana. Um, and uh, I think comparing to L1s is probably too audacious, and I think comparing to ETH, uh, like, L1-based protocols, like Uniswap, is probably too audacious by about a factor of two. Um, but I think we're going to see these things fly. I think we're going to see like a lot of the X on Solana get to 50% of the market cap of X on Ethereum. Hmm. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think there's just going to be like a narrative shift where it's just like, oh, a lot of these tokenomics on ETH are also broken, like stuff like Uni. Even if you're using the protocol, you're probably not going to want to hold the token. Um, whereas a lot of that is probably going to be fixed on Solana where they, you know, kick back parts of revenue or or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, they're going to, they're going to try harder on the tokenomic side, I think is like the, the main, the main thing. Right. Um, yeah. The one that I look at is Bonk. So, um, I've been making this call for a few days now that like if Bonk can remain above a hundred million dollar market cap for about a week then it's just like written in the stars that it's going to a billion. Like, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, like, when? Abide- like a year from now or like soon or what do you think? In the next, in the next, if the market doesn't like absolutely like tank uh, in the next two months, uh, like January 31st, I would say. Um, wow. I think, I think people are taking the liquidity that they get from selling Bitcoin 
on the pumps at, or ramp up getting it or whatever, and they're taking the liquidity straight to Solana. It's just the only mm. ecosystem that's seeing action right now. And it feels mm. good, right? Because there's this natural trader, uh, like human in, impulse to explore unexplored ground, right? No mm-hmm. one wants to be sitting here thinking about like what Ave or Maker or Uni are going to do when you could be getting into something new, something early, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen a, con- a consolidation in the space, right? So before you had Trader Joe, you had Orca, you had Spooky mm-hmm. Swap token, um, and you had like all, you know, uh, Harmony had their own swap token, I think, or maybe that was Sushi. Uh, like, you would look at all the other alt L1s and you would try to make the comparison, what is this valued at, what should this be valued at relative to uni on ETH L1, right? And uh, and then the attention was just spread too thin, right? But we've seen this consolidation where it's just like acknowledged that there are layer twos and then there's ETH and then there's Solana and that's, that's it, right? And Sol has just seen such a pump in the underlying token that like everybody's paying attention to that ecosystem now it's like you know price leads narrative right um and Mm -hmm. so i think that you have the potential for a lot of these ecosystem coins to fly because it's the one ecosystem where people are paying attention as opposed to like late 2021 you had people paying attention across the board and attention was was very fragmented um attention is mirrored by liquidity and that's going to drive prices higher uh so i think like I think Bonk follows an extremely similar path to Pepe if it can hold. So my um, my thesis on Pepe was like, I, I got in a lot later than you did. Uh, I got in once it had hit, I think, 150 million market cap and it sustained that for a week or so. And at that point I was like, look, if it's not dead now, it's going to fly. Like the, you know, the number of FOMO buyers is only going up. And, uh, and the catalyst path is something like, you know, basically like futures leverage listings on centralized exchanges followed by Binance listing. And at the Binance listing, you sell the top and that's that, right? Like it's a mm-hmm. really straightforward recipe book. Uh, I think we're going to see it mirrored play for play uh, it, with, with Bonk um, because Pepe was able to do that in the bear, like, you know, while sentiment in the rest of the space was not great. I mean, ETH was, it, it's easy to forget, but ETH actually had rallied at that point to like 2K. Um, that's mm-hmm. when uh, that's when the Ethereum Foundation sold and basically nuked it for the rest of the summer. Um, <laughs> but uh, like the um, the sentiment was still bad. Like we still knew we were in a bear market. We knew that that was like a little like you know head fake rally, right? Now people are feeling better. We've got the happening. We've got the Bitcoin ETF potentially getting approved. We've got all this other stuff, right? And, uh, and people are tired of selling and they're like getting ready to like, everyone's going shopping to go long. Um, and if Pepe can do that in a bear, then Bonk can absolutely do it in a bowl when things are seeing like really silly price action day in, day out. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there, okay, let's like move on from Solana. Is there anything else you want to hit on the Solana ecosystem before we move on to no, other I stuff think, that's also I think pumping? we covered, we covered all, all of yeah. it and more. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. cover the other stuff that's also pumping. Okay. Uh, yeah, what else is interesting to you? I think 
to me, there is there's a couple things that stand out. Like right now, to me, is the time to like right now is like a, a teaser of a proper bull market, right? Like this is kind of what you can predict will happen in a full fledged bull market. You can see where the usage will go. You can see where the flows of money will go. You can see the stuff that people talk about what kinds of actions people are taking on what chains. Like you can see, like we said on Solana, like it's basically across the board, like everything, right? Like there's games now, there's uh, meme coins, there is like an actual like kind of native culture. There's like NFTs, like Mad Lads. There's uh, obviously like all this DeFi stuff. So you can kind of see that as a signal and then you can extrapolate. What other kind of like ecosystems are interesting to you? Um, like outside of just price, like obviously, you, like you said, like price drives narrative, but like what, what kind of stuff is interesting right now? Um, I mean, I think one thing worth touching on is Celestia, um, oddly enough. Uh, so I think when Celestia launched, it was like what, $2.4 per token roughly. And now yeah, it's sitting it's... at a comfy six. Uh, yeah. wow. Going crazy. Like that's, um, that's pretty interesting, right? Because, when you look at liquid tokens the number one variable is the holder base right like who are the holders of this thing and in celestia's case most of the holders are not liquid right um mm. and if you got airdropped the token and you didn't sell by now like you're probably not inclined to sell you know like may maybe at like six dollars people are marginally selling right but um between 2.5 and 6 like people didn't really feel like they felt like it was worth it to take the risk to hold this thing. And there's just such mm -hmm. little like liquidity in circulation that any marginal buying pressure pushes the price like crazy. Um, so I think, I think that's really interesting because when you think about um, just thinking about who the holder base is, even for like uh, even, even for like, you know, newer alt L1s like Aptos and Sui, right? Like, this is the thing that a lot of people point out is, well, it was VC funded at whatever price and it was way overvalued when people invested in it. So it's going to be very hard for that thing to organically rip because people didn't get yeah. in early, right? Um, yeah. And so uh, if you're like taking your coins and borrowing against them to buy more of that same coin, like you just don't have the same firepower you do uh, in something yeah. that was was launched at such a crazy valuation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Celestia, I think, uh, yes, the the degree of like VC unlock dumping is going to be pretty intense, uh, but they also incentivize you to stake, right? Like, so the staking rate is, I think, like 10, 20 percent, um, maybe higher. Uh, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, obviously, that's inflationary and bearish, and everybody points out in a bear that that's not good, but it does, you know, drive flows uh, in a market like this, right? Um, so I just I, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting just to see it rip so hard, given that like there's no real usage, there there are no fundamentals to track. I I wouldn't even know how to like blob space per block. I you know yeah yeah like uh, yeah like it's right hard now, to value for sure. Right now, it's a ghost chain, right? And uh, and so what are you buying into? Are you buying into the modular narrative? I don't feel like that pumps things. And if it did, I feel like it would pump optimism too. Uh, and I don't think optimism has really caught nearly as much of a bid. Um, is it new tech? Is that is that the driving factor, right? Like 
if so, like, what about, you know, all of the, like, ZK projects, right? I don't think it's really that. Yeah. Um, I think it's just that, like, the holder base is, at this point, like, the marginal seller is not there with Celestia. Um, mm. And I, I think that's what we've seen is just, like, super low liquidity, but demand to get in, especially FOMO from people that didn't get in in the private rounds. Mm. Yeah. I could see that being the case. Um Celestia is an interesting one. I mean, yeah, I actually had it on my buy list that I was showing you a while back. Or, well, a while being like two weeks, but... Um, <laughs> and then I ago. obviously didn't buy. Yeah, ages ago. Um, obviously, I didn't buy. But uh, I don't know. Like, I was reading some stuff about the token basically just... Like, look, the thing about these insider, like, VC plays is that, yes, they have a ton of tokens to dump, but they also have tons of incentives to pump it higher before they dump them. Uh, so uh, somebody was saying that they're also working with some of the same market makers as, like, Polygon from back in 2021. Um, and so, That's like, bullish. these guys are very – yeah, exactly, exactly. So these guys are very sophisticated, you know, like, they know how to – how to work these markets um, and, you know, get best fill for their clients. So they're, they're going to do their thing. So I would not be surprised to see this thing go a lot higher uh, over the next year. I'm probably not going to buy any still. Uh, just yeah, cause I, like, yeah, I, I don't know. You don't really know what this kind of thing, like when the market maker decides like, okay, now it's time to unload this big supply that we have, you know? So, um, it's hard to tell with that kind of thing. I think like right now it's a pretty easy buy still, but it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there's also no, like you said, there's no usage. There's no way to like actually understand how, how much people are going to use, uh, their network in the future. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I just feel way more safe and comfortable holding Solana, uh, and probably still getting similar kind of returns, especially if you play around in their ecosystem, if you see the kind of rotations that are happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to want to take the risk reward on Celestia for me right now, which is a recipe for it pumping. It's going to pump. Like, I'm a great counter signal. Like, uh, I just don't want to be holding it on a day that it's down and be like, fuck, like, of course it's down. There's no fundamentals driving it or, or, you know, there's no meme coins on Celestia. Like one of the things that was interesting in 2021 was that like people would go and like yield farm and make money on an L1 and the L1 token would pump during that because people would want to like either provide liquidity denominated in the L1 token or they just wanted exposure to the overall ecosystem without having to think about like where to deploy it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the rotation trade like was very centered around like being in the places that people were taking action, um, that like where, where the hustle was happening. And Celestia just doesn't have that by nature of what it is, right? Um, and so it's a different narrative and it's harder for me to, to really like get conviction about Yeah, I agree. Um, what, else, what other, what other stuff is interesting? Is yeah, I don't know. I Bitcoin is pumping. <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin is pumping. Uh, ETH is, I don't know. What do you think about ETH? I mean, this is interesting. ETH has been basically lagging the whole 
the whole time, the whole kind of, you know, cycle so far. Uh, do you think this continues? Do you think, like, ETH makes a run at one point? Um, you think there's just, like, too much other stuff for people to buy, or what's the what's the deal? Uh, it's a good question. So, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit uh, before we started recording, and I've, I've mentioned this once, which is that, like, I think for for most people, right, gas on Ethereum L1 last cycle psychologically wasn't as expensive as it is this cycle because last cycle you had a lot of people that bought in at the bottom at $80 ETH. And so, like, yeah, 0.1 ETH was like $8, right? Um, not that it that was actually the value that, that people were using when they sent a transaction, like it was worth whatever it was worth, right? But mm-hmm. psychologically, people just were a little bit more ETH rich, right? Um, now everybody's a little more ETH poor. Nobody feels like they have enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think like the uh, the the issue is that like as gas fees spike on Ethereum, you don't really want to interact with it as much, right? Like the yeah. opportunities just aren't there. Um, and I think like you know, the newer builders are, are going to L2s, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so people aren't buying, like there was a time last cycle when you would look at the NFT markets and you would say, wow, this is crazy. I'm never going to be able to pick an NFT. I will buy ETH, right? And then I'm sort mm-hmm. of exposed to the action in that in that part of the market, just like mm-hmm. peripherally, right? Um, mm-hmm. There was a time when you would buy ETH because you liked DeFi and you didn't want to think about like whether you should buy Uni or Aave or, you know, Maker, right? Um, I think right now those interesting protocols that people want to like, they take place on L2s. And I don't think the, like, the, the connection isn't as clear between, say, Arbitrum and an app on Arbitrum or, like... Uh, optimism and an app on base right and so it's just not like an easy trade right um like you have to go through a lot of logical steps and you basically wind up mid curving it if you try to buy arbitrum um because you think like DeFi activity on arbitrum is doing well right um so this is all to say that like when gas fees go up on eth everybody's going somewhere else and that somewhere else is very much solana Right. And it's also great because it gives people something they can play at the macro level for that bet. Right. So as Sol goes up, it draws interest in the ecosystem uh, that draws attention to the to the best projects. The best projects tokens start going up. Everybody's making money on those tokens. Everybody wants to be there. Anybody that doesn't want to take the time to do the research, but like can see this happening, uh, they just buy Sol. Right. Um, and so I think like for low transaction fees, like it is just going to be Sol. Like you could make a really strong case that Sol is going to be the ETH of the cycle. I don't know if it hits like a comparable market cap, but it is going to have all the same dynamics, right? Of like cool new projects that people haven't really explored before, uh, like tokens pumping, yield farming, airdrop seasons. Like it's all it's all happening on Sol. Um, so where does that leave ETH, right? Uh, well. It doesn't really get you exposure to the activity on top of it because of L2s, right? It kind of benefits from the burn, but that's like 
you know, very long horizon investing thought, right? Um, and it's not like, you know, like if you think about last cycle, anything new that happened happened on ETH, right? Uh, an NFT drop from a fashion company, always on ETH, right? Will that probably be the case this time? Yeah, but we've tried a lot of things before. There's not as much novelty to it, right? Um, and so for a lot of people sort of first dipping their toes into the ecosystem, they saw all the stuff that was happening on ETH and they bought ETH, right? Um, for those of us that are left now, um, and you know maybe this changes once the normies and, and retail re-enter, but we're like, okay, I've been there, done that on like a fashion brand dropping an NFT or like, you know, an on-chain like trading bot or whatever. Like, I'm not early to any stuff on ETH. Like, I should save my capital and deploy it on the other chain. And the fact that there's no yeah. good bridge between ETH and Solana is, is a bit of a moat, right? Uh, because once you're in Solana, you, you have such a good user experience, you stay on Solana. Yeah, um, you just stay. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, point. yeah, yeah. Now I was gonna say, it's, I was gonna say, it's easier to cash out too than it is to convert to eat. You just go to an exchange and you, you know you just leave. Yeah. Um, the what counterpoint. Say, what is the counterpoint? Yeah. And this is a good one. Uh, the counterpoint is that if ETH rallies, it will be the most hated fucking rally, and those things tend to burn right um like everybody will like capitulate slowly if ETH starts to rally and mm -hmm. you'll do it and i'll do it and we'll be like man i'm an idiot for ever selling my eth right um like it could easily happen i can see that reality 100 percent um the the hated ETH rally. yeah the hated ETH rally um i could see it i mean we did literally do a episode called is the theory of dead um so i mean we have kind of been seeing this coming for a little bit but i do think that there will be some kind of recovery from eth in you know whether it's like price or whether it's just attention but uh i don't know man i'm pretty convinced that this cycle is just not the ETH cycle i think it's uh the Solana, the L2, the Bitcoin. I think it's honestly, it's like it's Bitcoin and Solana this cycle. Um, and I've Bitcoin because been, of ordinals. Yeah, because of ordinals, because of a lot of just geopolitical uncertainty. Um, I think that kind of like uh, you know non-sovereign money thesis is actually back, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think just as a user, too, like, I'm just not using ETH right now. Um, you know, like, I don't have any desire to use ETH and pay 30, 40 bucks for a swap in a bear market. Yeah, like, it's different when nothing's happening on any other chain. You're like, all right, this is my, this is where, where the, this is where the action is. I'll pay ETH gas fees. But once you get over that like escape velocity right of like stuff actually happening on solana and it's not just the solana maxis talking about it like very quickly you get to a point where you're like why am i paying these fees um why am i using this chain um you know what else ripped uh this week is polygon um man yeah like... matic <laughs> matic and the future pol 
Uh, Future and current, the um, the the contract is, is it, to the contract to swap your Matic for POL is live. Um, nice. So you can you can do it. It's one to one. Generally, you shouldn't. You should leave your Matic staked uh, and let your delegator handle it for you. Um, if you're just trying to hold Matic, like that, that's the smartest thing to do. Or hold ST Matic, right? Um, or one of the other liquid staking derivatives. LP it and balancer or whatever you want, right? But um, the other thing is if you hold Matic on Polygon POS, it will automatically get upgraded to pull for you by the bridge operators. Um, if you hold it on Ethereum, which is Wmatic, Wrappedmatic, which is like the actual source of truth token, um, you'll have to like redeem it yourself. Um, that's a, but, but, and if you hold it on a centralized exchange, they really should do it for you. Um, we're uh yeah anyway uh but because it's not the staking token yet like you really should just like leave your rheumatic staked like there's no there's no reason to do it right now um mm -hmm. but once once we transition the staking token to pol then you want to do it as soon as possible um so the uh the 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 polygon thing is amazing we we had an offsite last week with like a fair amount of polygon labs and our comment was like, gosh, like we go on vacation for three days or, you know, not on vacation, you know, we, we stopped doing normal work for three <laughs> days. And yeah, because we were sitting in a dark air conditioned room watching PowerPoints, but um, like we stopped doing normal work for three days and the token rallies 30%. Maybe mm. we should take a longer break, right? Yeah, um, not a bad play. The uh, the, narr the narrative driving it is really around Polygon CDK. So this is really cool. We haven't done a Polygon episode yet, but uh, CDK mm -hmm. is like Polygon's version of Cosmos SDK. It's chain development kit. Um, mm -hmm. And it lets you spin up a ZK rollup. So um, if you're like, you know, uh, a centralized exchange, for example, and you want to spin up a rollup to compete with base uh, and you want it to be ZK because it's safer, uh, you can use Polygon CDK to do it. And the momentum here has been building for a while, right? So you had like uh, announcements earlier in the year of like Kanto building on Polygon CDK, uh, Gnosis Pay is on Polygon CDK, Ave Gachi, our favorite uh, Polygon NFT collection, is building a chain on using CDK. Uh, but then it really hit an inflection point with the near announcement where um, they announced that they're going to contribute to a WASM prover that allows them to use CDK to connect to Ethereum. Um, mm. And you can argue over whether that means they're becoming an L2 or not. What is an L2 anyway? It's just like a safe bridge, right? Um, but uh, uh, Near was huge just for like public awareness. And then this week we followed it up with uh, the OKX chain, X1. Um, so... Like OKX is so interesting because in the US we don't use it, right? But yeah. in Asia, it's like super, super dominant. It's like finance, then OKX is like the the way it goes. There's tens of millions of users, like huge amounts of liquidity. Um, so uh, I think the market just reacted really well to that and it pumped Matic from, I mean, gosh, a couple of months ago it was at like 55 cents. Uh, before near and OKX, it was at like 75 maybe. And then mm. with near it pumped to like 85, I think. And then with OKX it pumped to like 92 at one point, I think it's given up a couple cents today, but, um, mm -hmm. 
like the 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 vibe shift on polygon is amazing because you go from like polygon yeah bd chain whatever to like man i hear about these guys every day and they're doing big partnerships mm-hmm. and you know bankless had like a segment on it where they're like there's more polygon cdk chains than there are op stock chains and it's like mm. amazing to hear bankless Damn, I didn't that know that. they're i mean they're the biggest fucking op fanboys right yeah uh, Mm-hmm. It depends on what you count and how I, you know, it's testnet count or like the in development does that count? But uh, yeah, um, it's a, uh, and then you start seeing KOLs talking about it and people are coming around to the to the Polygon thesis, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. We'll have to nice. bring Sandeep on nice. for a deep dive. Yeah, we need Sandeep. Um, um, cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess else? final thing is. Well, I was just going to say, the final thing is that uh, ETFs are delayed, um, which is bullish. I think this is the this is the narrative now. Um, <laughs> Anything is I bullish. Think... I mean, we are so back in that in that season, right? I guess that is true. Everything is bullish, <laughs> but uh, I do I do think you know the longer the CTF thing, the narrative drags on. I think it's. Uh, the more people it's, are going to try nice. and pre-position, like it gives uh, us more time. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's very valid. Um, the other thing is, I think we get a little bit more certainty. So it was delayed, but the deadline was delayed. And I, I didn't quite catch how this works, but it was uh, the new deadline is January first for the grayscale mm. Bitcoin ETF, um, and I I think. That's earlier than the previous one, even though it's delayed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly. I think we just get like a little bit more clarity on it. Um, so, yeah. as Suzu says, October, November, December. Up only, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a good one. This has been the Decent Crypto Podcast. Uh, We'll be back in a few days with our latest deep dive. Have a good rest of the week, everybody. And until next time, stay decent.